from PRX. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends of Mandalore. Like, if there was, like, I don't know the Mandalore. Actually, I don't know the history of Mandalore. Friends of Mandabor- Mandaboria, because uh, that first you say, well, fans of a man that bores. Uh, if that's the case, you're in the right place. If you're a friend of Mandalore, I still have to figure out what that means because I say, well, what? It- okay, so. It sounds like there's, there's just like every other, uh, you know, that th- that's it's a mixed history. So when I say friends of Mandalore, I probably should just say, if you're a fan of Amanda Boria, to sleep. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast to put you to sleep. Hey, everybody, before we uh, get moving here, I just wanted to let you know a couple things. Uh, sleep With Me is here to support you, to support your good night's sleep. If you need more resources right now, you, you, you need something, someone to connect with, there's links to organizations you could connect with right now. Make a call, make a text, use an instant messenger right in the show notes. So, so please use those resources. Sleep With Me is also here to support the lives of our black listeners and the black members of our community and black mental health so there's links to resources so that you could be a part of the solution. You could be a part of healing and harm reduction in our community. So please connect with those resources as well. And here's the sponsors that enable me to bring you the show twice a week. If you ever want to see me using the sponsors products, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors. You could check me out me using everything or, you know, playing with it and stuff. So what do you say? Oh, yeah. So here you go. I guess. Uh, thanks, everybody. Hey, this is Scoots, and this is where I talk about Sleeping Video Plus and supporting the show. I'm going to try to do this one pretty fast with a couple questions. This only goes out if you're a regular listener to sleep with me. So if you're new or the show is just something you listen to every once in a while, this is not important, really. But if you're a regular listener, the question is, does Sleep With Me help you at all, right? Does it help you in a unique way, like help you fall asleep or break up uh, the thoughts or, or ease of loneliness in the deep, dark night? distract you from physical sensations or whatever, does it do anything for you? And does the sleep you get or the relief you get make your life any better? And if the answers to those questions are yes, and you can afford to support the show, this is a time when I'm really asking people, hey, what would it be worth to you if we stopped making sleep with me? Like, would you, would you pay to get it back? Like you'd say, if sleep with me does make your life better by helping you get to sleep, or it does help you in the deep, dark night feel less alone, or you just like it. Uh, and we stopped making it. I said, hey, would you pay, would you pay for, 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 for to get back? Uh, like, how much would sleeping be, be worth to you? You say, hey, let's restart it. Let me put a quarter in the machine. What would what it does for you be worth to you to say, hey, I really want to get that back? Uh, and if, if the answer is like, hey, yeah, it would be worth 20 bucks to me, or it would be worth 50 bucks to me, think about supporting the show. At Sleep With Me Plus, even, I mean, obviously most people support it much less than that because the show could really use your support right now and we never have to cross that threshold. So if you, if the show does something for you in a unique way, you like the podcast and you can afford to support it, just don't wait. Uh, sign up for Sleep With Me Plus, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. That's sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. Thanks, everybody.
Support for Sleep With Me comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting your time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash with me that's o-d-o-o dot com slash with me odoo modern management made simple all right everybody it is time to talk about the mattress i sleep in nightly and tonight's sponsor helix helix sleep take that quiz at helixsleep.com slash sleep and oh, how do I love my Helix. And not only do I love my Helix, my family members love their Helix. It just stayed at a family member's house uh, and I saw my uh, nephew Daniel had a Helix. I believe his parents have a Helix sleep too. So it's just so refreshing to know that I'm not the only one enjoying uh, sleeping on mine. But each one of us is different, right? And that's why Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, uh, including the award-winning Lux Collection and the newly released Helix Elite Collection. There's mattresses for big and tall sleepers, even a mattress made just for kids. And the way you know which mattress is going to be best for you, the way you sleep, and your body is to take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. That personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. And Helix knows you want to get to know your mattress, right? And you get to sleep on it in your own home. They offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. And since everybody's unique and everyone sleeps differently, Helix has different mattress models to choose from, designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. There's models with memory foam for pressure relief if you sleep on your side, responsive foam to cradle your body if you're a stomach or back sleeper. And way back when, when I took that Helix sleep quiz, I got matched with the Helix Dusk. I chose the Helix Dusk Lux. You know, I sleep on my stomach. I sleep on my side. I like to be cool. I love this mattress. Anytime I travel... I'm counting the days to get home and get in my Helix bed. And Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash sleep. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, it's time for the Sleepy Supporter Zone. Ideally, this is one part of the podcast you hear. It's where I pop my peas and thank the people who supported the sponsors and then let the sponsors know about it. Huge way to help the show, especially like if you say, well, I'm not so sure. Like if you sign up for a free trial from one of the sponsors like Beachbody or Headspace, that is a gigantic way to help the podcast for free. And then you get to test the pro- test drive the product, uh, the sponsor, and uh, like you hearing my things it's like oh wow these you see that they're really good things uh so please uh, that's just a giant way to help the show uh but i want to thank muppet cornelia susan m and angela who all signed up for that headspace trial oh boy uh do i love headspace uh, <laughs> like uh, i use it on my smart speaker i use it on my phone so thank you uh muppet cornelia susan and angela for checking out headspace uh th- that's the end of the sleepiest 
supporters zone. If you support a sponsor, oh, also, if you want to say, Scoots, I'm not so sure about these sponsors or whatever, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors. I'm pretty sure by the time you hear this, I'll have a video of me using every sponsor or checking out every sponsor or unboxing so you can check them out too. So you say, oh, okay, now I feel a little bit more comfortable. I totally understand where you're coming from. That's why I'm making those videos. Uh, that's the sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors. You can remember that when your hand hits the fridge. That's what I always forget to say too. The other thing is supporting you. There's links to show notes, links to organizations that can help you right now in the show notes. We have a long-term partnership with BetterHelp. Uh, so it's another longer term, longer term option. So please uh, use those resources. Uh, they're right in the show notes, your podcast app of choice. Uh, and then supporting members of our community. And that means not just saying Black Lives Matter or Black Mental Health Matters, uh, but looking inward and then acting outward uh, to be a part of the solution. So there's going to be links to organizations you could do, connect with or learn from in the show notes. And then also the, something I'm supporting is Beam Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective. Uh, it's a group of therapists, lawyers, religious leaders, teachers, psychologists, advocates, and activists working together for mental and emotional health and healing in the black community. So you could utilize their resources or you could support their mission. And the links to that will be in the show notes. And uh, that's the end of the Sleepy Supporter Zone. Oh, Mystery Bard, uh, a lot of people help out in the show. Who are they? Chris Posty Poster Zone. Sounds like a near fall. Wrote the theme song. Edits episodes too. Carl W. The Legend. Also edits episodes. Kenny Scotty, Jennifer, and Ashley. Eric and the team. Write us down or on the website. I am the Mystery Bard. I do the lullabies, yeah. I do commissions at JonathanMan.net. I'll write a song for you. It's almost Christmas, y'all. You can tell me the story, yeah. You see the kindness shine straight on through When the listeners form their own Facebook group Keith, Stacy, Sarah, Julie, and Jennifer These are your moderators Get support, dear Scooter, on Patreon Buy the merch and support the sponsors You can find anything you want At sleepwithmepodcast.com And we're so proud Mystery Bard. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can find me. And what do you say we slow it down and get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed. Turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. And that could be thoughts, you know, things on your mind that you're thinking about. Uh, Rumination. Oh, look out. When was the last time I talked about rumination? Regular listeners say two weeks ago, Scoots, uh... Because I, I feel like I need to ruminate about rumination. I feel like it's been too long. Uh, I feel like I've had, what's it, not a repose or a respite, uh, but something like a break, even though I think those both mean a break. Uh, so whatever your thoughts, uh, things on your mind that you're thinking about, feelings, it could be emotions coming up about those thoughts or about something else. 
or they could just be there. Uh, you're experiencing them, or maybe you're not. I, 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 I sometimes I experience my feelings, and sometimes uh, you know I'm trying to not experience them. So it could be feelings, physical sensations. It could be changing your routine, or your partner's routine, or your family's routine. It could be something else. Uh, whatever it is, especially third, fourth, fifth, fifth shift people. You know, so many uh, industrialists have sent me messages recently saying, quit talking about the fifth and sixth shifts uh, and the fourth dimensional shifts. We are trying to keep a lid on that scooter. Also, they don't exist. Uh, there's only three shoes because now they, the, the, the great and it was like the, 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 uh, the TP barons. It been a, I don't think I've ever heard from the TP barons till 2020 and now 2021. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're out there, uh, Baron von Scott, uh, and then that one, you know, the, uh, well, the Baron von Scott's one that reached out to me and said, uh, now we have employees requesting to work on the fifth and sixth shifts, uh, and we don't know what to do. And I said, well, uh, here's the thing. I said, well, I, I don't do that for free. I can't consult with, uh. And they say, you know, you realize this is like a monopoly. That's what happened in 2020. And uh, I say, okay. Well, I say, oh, I'm sorry. Well, oh, this is just an imaginary conversation. I'm supposed to be starting a sleep podcast. So whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off that. What am I going to do is I got a safe place. So Charmony Soft uh, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, it's a pillowy soft. If you want it, if you want a firmer place or something, I got plenty of room. Also, despite what that, our facilities are stocked, by the way, in our safe place. So whatever that Baron said is just not accurate. Uh, but um, uh, whatever it is, uh, whatever's keeping you awake, uh, I got a safe place here for you to rest, for you to catch a breath and to start to wind down. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. That's right. My dulcets are creaky. That's a dulcet. I have no idea. D-U-L-C-E-T maybe. Creaky like a door. Dulcet uh, like a shiny bauble. Uh, like the audio version of that. Creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. That's where I go. You've seen a few. You've seen one of those. And superfluous tangents, that's when I'll talk, somehow I got to talk about rumination. You think Rumi ruminated at all? I mean, would Rumi be quite, quite, I mean, I'm sure that that's how Rumi found Rumi's way uh, to a more mindful place, is probably from like a, like a few decades of rumination. Uh, that's just a guess, but uh, because you say, wait a second, like uh, this, rum, this ruminating, I'm not cut out for ruminating. But I got to get to these new listeners. So I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. There's a lot of counterintuitive things about the show. So I just want to tell you about them right up front. The first thing is, this is a podcast you don't really listen to. You just barely kind of listen. Almost in a, not a totally passive way. Like humor me. Uh, like almost like, not like you would humor a friend, I guess you like, cause I got to earn your trust, right? We can't just become friends. Uh, obviously, 
that, you know, you might be skeptical or doubtful. So just humor me like you would someone, like, let's say you're like stopping to, uh, you just say, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Like that kind of stuff. You say, like, that's the kind of participant, like you just barely listen. Just like when you barely listen to people during the day. Like, let's say you're in line at, at like, a, a, a quick store, a quick shop, uh, and you're just getting a couple of things, and someone's talking to you about something, and, you you like, you might just be, you might have other stuff on your mind, or they might be talking daytime nonsense. They might be ruminating. They might be expounding on something they've been ruminating about, uh, and you might just try to be polite and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, oh, boy, uh-huh. Yep. No. Well, okay. I got my Twinkies. I got to go now. Thanks. Uh, so for sleeping, it's just kind of like that where you're like, uh-huh. Okay. Rumination, huh? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just Varen, Baron von, Varen von Scott. Uh, so that's the first thing. Barely, you just kind of like uh, this podcast is almost like sand running through your hands. The other thing is this podcast really doesn't put you to sleep. There's other podcasts out there that, that are kind of designed to put you to sleep. This podcast is here to keep you company while you fall asleep. And the difference is that uh, you don't have to listen to me, but that the sh- that's why the shows are about an hour. And also that uh, I- I'm here t- twice a week is so... What I forgot, I literally forgot what I was talking about. You don't have to, I don't have to put, oh, yeah, this doesn't really put you to sleep. I just keep you company. I got mixed up in the middle of a sentence. So that's why the, I'm going to be here to the very end. So if you can't sleep, I'll be here to keep you company. But most of the time, you just kind of fall asleep at your leisure. You just barely listen to me. And then the next thing you know, it's the next day or tomorrow, you know, tomorrow, ideally. So no need to listen. No pressure to fall asleep. The other things to know if you're new is the structure of the show. The show starts off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, friends of man to boars. So that's a a greeting so everybody knows they're welcome, so you feel seen and invited in. Then there's like support for the audience, then there's support for the show like business, then there's an intro. And the intro runs somewhere around, I don't know, like a minute five or six or seven to minute 20 something, somewhere around 12 to 18 to 20 minutes of introduction. And the intro serves a purpose of uh, keeping you company uh, while you wind down. Like, uh, it can really throw people off because normally introduction is just, you know, a minute or two. You say, well, here's a, what the show is. This is what the show is going to be about. And this is what we're going to do. And what I found with Sleep With Me is that that's just a little too abrupt uh, for a sleep podcast. Because then suddenly, at least for me and for a lot of listeners in the early days, they said, well, then I'm supposed to fall asleep. Then you started the story that I'm supposed to fall asleep to. That's a little bit too much pressure. So the intro grew over the years uh, to what it is today, and that's so that you can ease into bedtime. It's kind of like bonus bonus meanders. That's that's a, one, one day if we have a plush character related to the show. Somebody remind me to just come up with a character named Bonus Meanders, or maybe it'd be like T Bonus Meanders, like because maybe Bonus Meanders would be in a suit. Uh, 
T-bonus meanders, the, uh, the, would be the, 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 in Baron Von Scott's, I think they, maybe one day they'll be in a story together, but, uh, I forget what else. Now I got T-bonus meanders running around in my brain. But so the intro serves a purpose of e- easing you into bedtime or being part of your bedtime routine. Because sleep with me is, it, it, for some people, it does work very fast. But for most of us, and the way the show is designed, it, it's great if it works fast for you, is that it's meant to ease you into bedtime. It's, so it's part of your wind down, whether you're in bed or you're getting ready for bed, to give you some distance from the day. Uh, so that's why it goes on and on and on. Uh, you can skip it though. It, most people find after two or three tries that they really enjoy the intro, but yeah, two or three percent of listeners and a few thousand patrons enjoy just listening to the stories or like, so if you're listening on this feed, you just start the show around 20 minutes or something and that won't be exact, but that'll get you close. So that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the story. That's kind of the main place where podcasts have their business. That's called the mid-roll, even though it's it's called the mid-roll, even though it's not in the middle of the show. It's like uh, the first quarter. It's after the first quarter of the show. So and so we get that done. Then we start the bedtime story. Tonight it'll be a re- recap of uh, the Mandabor- Mandalorian, Mandalorian uh, from season two. And, oh boy, will we be talking about Baby Oso and, uh, you know, some people may say this podcaster doesn't know his grief cargus. He doesn't know the difference between grief cargus and reef cargus. Also, it's not cargus. And I say, you're right. And it's not grief or reef. And I'd say, well, it's a family, okay? Just because you don't know about the the, the greater cargus uh, group. uh, and I do. That's how I met T-Bone whatever. Uh, what was that part of my brain? T-Bone meanders? Uh, but so, you're right. I don't know my grief cargus from my reef cargus. Uh, though I may write some fan fiction now. You say, yeah. I'm the, I'm the, boring, I'm the boring cargus brother. Not even an accountant for my, my brother's... Uh, we're t- we were twins, not like those solo twins, though. I always spent most of my time solo at home. Uh, grief car that's Grief Cargus, I think. Or maybe it's Reef Cargus. But I love, uh, I love, I know I never scuba dove, but I love reefs. Uh, and so, yeah, that's my hobby is thinking about reefs. Oh, reefs, did I say reefs? I meant wreaths, wreaths, uh. Anyway, so the uh, then the, so that's what we'll talk about the Mandalorian in a very meandering and indirect way, and you know I kind of get fixated and go off topic and stuff. So then and then there'll be thank yous uh, at the end of the show. So it's a structure of the show. Uh, the reason I make this show is twofold. One, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could rest. And get get a good get a good night's sleep. You just deserve that. That's just a fact, and it's also a fact that if you get the sleep you need, your life's going to be better, and all of our lives are going to be better. That's like a, it's a, it's just a, the fact of the matter, and that's important. That's uh, important to me uh, to be able to provide it if I can. Now, this podcast does not work for everybody, so 
Hopefully it works for you. And then the other reason I make the show is because I've been there. Like I just read a review from somebody that was a chronic insomniac that doesn't sleep to the show. And that's just there listening for some company in the deep, dark night. And that's why I make the podcast. Uh, I make it to put you to sleep, but to keep you company when you can't sleep. Because I know that lonely, desperate feeling that happens in the middle of the night. And if I can take your mind off of that and keep you company and just tell you a goofy story or, you know, be, be silly. And then either I keep you company, maybe I make you barely giggle, or you fall asleep. That's that's why I'm here. So, yeah, so those are those two things. Uh I think that's it for the stuff of the show. I was just thinking of rumination. I mean, it's not a bad word to say, though it feel it feels heavy in the mouth. Rumination. I mean, I think because it's a it's got a heavy load to bear, and it's so close to ruination. I don't know if you just change a couple letters or what. Rumination is like that one's hard for a dyslexic to spell. Ruin is R U I N. Rumen. Ramination. Is there a ramen place called Ramination? Because there should be. I would just presume there is somewhere. It's almost a little bit hard to say. Ramination. Uh, you'd have to think of some reason. You say, why is it called Ramination? And you say, well, and you say, okay, which, first of all, which nation is it in? Typical U.S. Uh, I'd say, okay, well, we have a globe with. Uh, you know, every at least every continent we have different ramens. Uh, it's ramination, but that's international. That's not na- Oh, okay. So you're right. We have to rethink this dining concept. Is it going to be fast casual? I don't know. I never know what that means. We'll be like the place where you go up and you order from the place. Uh, well, that might just work with your concept because you have the ramen already ready in the bowl. Okay, somebody patent this, please, I own this idea, just so you know. And then you have the broths, and then the toppings. Ramination. It's ramination, where ramen is possible for dinner, you know, for for fast casual, you know, meal. Okay, so anyway, that's, so I'm basically here to just keep you company if you're ruminating. If you're ruminating on ramenating or uh, ruination, or uh, anything else. Uh, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff because you're, you're important and your sleep's important. I appreciate you coming by. Like I said, not everybody, this show just doesn't work for everybody, but usually when people come, they're skeptical or doubtful, which is totally normal. So all I can say is like, give it a few tries and see how it goes and see if it works for you. That's what most reviewers say. It takes two or three tries to get used to its creaky dulcet tones, its pointless meanders, the fact that you don't listen to him. He doesn't really put you to sleep. He just keeps you company. He does have to earn your trust in order to lose it. Also, the sh- you know show structure. So yeah, but eventually I started falling asleep. No problem. So just give it a few tries, see how it goes. If not, there's a lot of, you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you and check out other sleep podcasts uh, and stuff out there. But I really appreciate you coming by. I work really hard at your nice drive and I really want to help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do this for you free twice a week. 
All right, everybody, it is time to talk about tonight's sponsor, Air Doctor. There's an Air Doctor uh, humming in the other room right now. You can't hear it, but I know it's there. And I know it's going to be smoky season here in the Bay Area, not to mention they live by a freeway and a cement plant. And so I love the peace of mind and the easy use that the Air Doctor brings because it just works. It's one of those things, it just works. And you may hear me say this, and I mean it. I love my air doctor because Americans spend 90% of our time indoors. We take about 20,000 breaths a day. And according to the EPA, indoor air can be as much as 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. And just in my house, that's about 60,000 breaths a day between my daughter, my dog, Koa, and I. And I'm so happy. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold, so my lungs don't have to. Neither do your lungs. And the things I love about Air Doctor, one, it has a night mode where you could turn off all the lights. It has auto mode or you could set the fan speed for what works for you. And I like to have my hair cleaned everywhere, in my room, in my daughter's room, and upstairs in our living room. I really I really believe you'll love it as much as I do. And they have a bunch of amazing options too now. Uh, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SLEEP and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. And exclusive to podcast customers, you will receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use that promo code SLEEP. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. I want to thank Clareton, tonight's sponsor, for supporting this episode and provide me with some samples. You know, I suffer from seasonal allergies. Not only do they get in the way of me living my life, they get in the way of me making this podcast to put you to sleep. Because when those allergies are really kicking in, I sound weird and I do not feel good at all. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live the Claritin Clear with Claritin D. The double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And that's what I like about Claritin D. It covers all those bases. For me, I love the relief from the runny nose and the sinus pressure. Holy cow. Those two things combined. I'm, I'm like the, the worst two symptoms I have at the exact same time. So I love the relief uh, Claritin brings. And I've been taking Claritin D this spring for this allergy season. And it's been a game changer because I can go out on my runs and on my trail runs and not have to worry about, am I going to be able to record the podcast tomorrow because my nose is running and my sinuses are clogged? Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, it's time to talk Mandalorian. Time for the Mandalorian on Mandalorian. We're talking about uh, Season 2, Episode 4, Chapter 12. Uh, the um, 
can't remember the name of it, but we'll find out soon. Starts with the old Disney on the plus, and then there's a recap. We have, uh, I forgot the young person's name. I just call him, I was calling him, you know, fish person. It, but aptly, aptly, is that the right word? Well played by uh, Horatio Sands, I think. Uh, and we see it from the first season, the first episode, when he gets busted by the Mandalorian. Oh, is that me? Must be some mistake. Uh, I could get you credits. Uh, and Mandalorian says, carbonite or no carbonite? And he ends up carbonized because he ran away, I think. Then they're scanning whole Werner. We got the Werner of paging Dr. Werner. Uh, and uh, they're scanning uh, Baby Oso and uh, Mandalorian. This is from, this is in the days of the floating pram, which we just lost recently. This is floating pram 1.0. Assets important to me. Dr. Pershing, uh, who's the doctor, and Yoda, oh, not Yoda, I don't know, I got distracted because everything is moving so f- faster than I can talk, but uh, Mando rec- has to rescue Baby Oso uh, from uh, Werner and uh, Dr. Pershing, and he says, leave the kid alone, man. Then we see Cara Dune. Uh, in a couple different action shots, we see, uh, uh, who's that Moff Gideon in the X-Wing, Mandalorian, Grief Cargus, uh, and, uh, Cara Dune parting ways. Then the uh, failed take, uh, take off and landing, or no, the takeoff in, uh, wherever they were last week, uh, Swamp City. Uh, then we have the Lucasfilm and uh, Disney Plus, or the Lucasfilm and Star Wars uh, things. Sounds like Dustin from Stranger Things. Oh, that's the person at the gate. Hey, Oso, did you, did you, oh no, this part's, uh, sorry, we're not there yet. TIE Fighter, Carl Weathers, Sea Ship, know what I'm taking, know where I'm taking you out. Uh, then Lucasfilm, Star Wars. And they run at it. They're low on gas. Uh, so uh, they're trying to fix some stuff. So he says, okay, let's try this again. He's got Oso. goes, do you, do you have the wire? So a little bit of comedy in revealing about the Mandalorian's character. Uh, but he's, you know, like this is a desperate times cost for call for desperate measures. But again, this is a bit of a high wire act that they pull off because it's like a very piece of classic comedy. Plug the red wire where the blue wire is. Plug the blue wire where the red one is. Do you know what red is? And Baby Oso's talk and Baby talk. Uh, plug the red wire in where the blue wire is. Don't don't look at it. Don't put them too close. Uh, Okay, do you understand what it, don't touch, you know, don't cross the streams. Uh, see, re, it's very cute. Uh, a baby Oso and the Mandalorian's uh, exasperation. He says, do you understand what I'm doing? It's in there, he's in a little crawl space that only Oso could fit in. They're absolutely charged, so. And then we do, we see the comedy, we see the thing. 
Uh, that one's straight out of an 80s movie, but it still works. Uh, smoke. Oh, he sounds like Dustin from Stranger Things. I don't know why I put that, but the Mandalorian, maybe just the way Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, because Dustin one time was giving directions to somebody over the phone or when he's had to give people directions. Red wire, blue wire, what? No, no, no. Red wire, blue wire. One was, be careful, zoinks, steam. How did they get that to work? I mean, that's what I just said. Uh, worth the sea shoots. Uh, then also drink soup. Uh, no way. Also looks as uh, um, the Mandalorian drinks his soup, but covers his face. He takes a couple ones. Also breathes loud in this scene. Um, and. Uh, then there's a cut, there's music, I think Mandalorian cheering music. Just trying to see if I missed anything here. Who knows if I missed, I mean, I missed a lot. Uh, I miss you much, as Janet Jackson once said. In between seasons, oh, so, okay, so then we have these characters. I thought they were in the Mandalorian forge room. I'm still not positive that they aren't, but it could be a bar and they're trying to, it's like a pet store without a license. Uh, and, uh, so they say, well, you like uh, cause they're selling uh, Ricky Ticky Tavi's, you know, Ricky Ticky Tavi is it? Oh, it's Ricky Ticky Tavi. My brain just said, and if, again, if you need another thing to say that puts you in a good mood, Ricky Ticky Tavi, uh, has been a while. That was one of those Don Bluth films, I think, that uh, I can't watch because it was, it was too powerful, the emotions it evoked in me as a child. Also, I think it was like when teachers didn't feel good. That was one of the few movies we watched, uh, that, and uh, I don't even know what else. Uh, so then Cara Dune shows up, and she she says, do you have a license to operate a... Uh, I forgot Mangu shop, and they say uh, no, and we don't. We're never going to have one. So she has to actually, uh, you know, say, "Okay, please come with me." Which, of course, they don't do, and they want to do like a not just a break dancing contest, just see who can spin longer on their back. She wins, of course. She out. She out spins everybody. The whole, like, she spins the whole time while they're still trying to do, like, a backspin. You know what that is? Uh, then she tries to clean up the place, mostly because they had uh, pet tags that said that the pets had been. And, and then a, a mongoose comes and kisses her. That really happened in the episode. And climbs up her shoulder and says, I'll be your Ricky Ticky Tavi if you be, you know, the child I'm supposed to watch over. And Cardoon says, um, listen, kid, Cardoon doesn't need watching over. Have some, have a snack and hit the road. I gotta get, uh, maybe I'll get all these pets back where they belong. So she does that. She takes on, she takes all the pet tags too and heads out. Then we have to open the Mandalorian chapter 12, the siege. Then we have the man. Then the next shot is Mandalorian coming in for landing. Bar closing time. Oh, there's also argument over the pet shop tips. Clouds. Mando's coming in. Ships coughing. 
And who's waiting there but his besties? Uh, is it Grief Cargus or Reef Cargus? I always make, get it mixed up. And uh, Cara Dune or Cara Dune. And Mandalorians can't even get Mandalorians back door won't even go all, down all the way to offload. And they say, well, our, one of our besties is back. They have that smile like we have when you see a friend. You haven't seen a friend in a while. And Mandalorian's looking shiny. Carl Weathers gives him a handshake. Uh, Mando says, how's my credit around here? Something could be arranged, right, Marshall? So now we learn Cara Dune is a marshal now. And he says, my ship's all jacked up. He says, I get my best people on it. A Randy Quaid lookalike and somebody in a helmet. Uh, and he said, are those your best people? He said, yeah, they're already waiting here for you. And then they want to see, oh, so they say, oh, is he, have you been taking good care of them? And uh, you better be. And uh, they say, okay, come on. Everybody's happy. I know there's a lot of long looks, though, at Mando, so I don't know if, like, uh... Oh, okay, no, I just figured it out. Okay. took me. This took me, what, four or five episodes? Uh, so there you go. It's a little bit of information, like, uh, that you could, if you rewatch these episodes as many times as I do, that uh, someone looks back after Mando at around 7.55, and that person reappears at another point. Uh, I don't know if it's in this episode or another one. Then they go into town. It's booming. The marketplace looks good. Mando says, I'm, you know, I'm proud of all of you. Uh, town looks great. Your ship doesn't look so great, though. Marshal Dune is taking care of it. Uh, what happened? And uh, he says, uh, not, whatever, the New Republic, not rebels anymore. And Grief Cargus says, uh, they should leave uh, Outer Rim alone. Then they go to a building, and Mando says, I can't believe this place is still stand, standing. And they say, wait till you see inside. So I didn't know if it was his old office or the um, the Werner hideout. Oh, but it's a classroom. Still don't know what it is. Uh, and there's like a C-3PO, whatever type of droid that is, uh, teaching. I don't know if it's a protocol droid. I don't know if it's a protocol class, uh, but this is a strange protocol if you, to you, because they just sit uh, baby Oso down at class. Right in the middle, there's an extra seat. I mean, I'm sure Grief called ahead, but uh said, hey, kid, that kid that uh, keeps putting his finger in his nose, get, take him out of his seat. We got somebody coming in, special guest. And they just sit baby Oso down again, you know, cuter, cuter than can be. All the kids are talking. They can't believe it. Uh, some people are laughing. He barely sits in his seat, fits in his seat. His shirt looks a little too big. He looks around though, you know, he's taking it all in or they, I guess I'm projecting on baby Oso. I apologize. Baby Oso takes everything in. Then notices one of the, someone eating mat, blue macaroons uh, in the middle of class uh, while the teacher's teaching. Noso says, hey, how about one of those for me with pure body language? And the kid goes, no, mind your own business. Uh, Oso persists, actually. At first, so the kid ignores him. And then uh, Oso says, you know, come on, puts his hand out. And then the kid says no. 
And he says, you're not going to share? You got like five of them in a pack. Uh, how many orbits are in the castle system? Anybody remember that? And Baby Oso uses the forest to get a snack. I don't know what whole, I have no idea what uh, any of those old force ball, you know, all the old Jedi would say about that. I don't think, and Baby Oso gets, he starts eating one, gets it on his shirt, uh, and he just says, pond or whatever you say in a video game. Kids whisper, class, uh, sure, let me just see. Uh, please know what, uh, I cute, eat some more, Oso helps, Oso's, Oso helps Oso's self, what, thanks, then fun music, then we go to the garage, the fish person's there, and Mando rolls in, and Grief says, you guys met before, right, he ejects some spores or something, Mando says, surprised to see you, he goes, yeah. Mithril is his name. He's been keeping my books, but then uh, he vanished, you know. But uh, so they, there's like a little bit of CEO's cargo, a lot of 350 years of work. And Mando says, Yeah, don't forget, I can catch you too. And he goes, Yeah, I still don't, I didn't like being in Carbonite. Then Cardoon says, We got to get to discussion time, okay? A business and Mando says, "What do you mean about business?" Uh, red oil bilge. Oh, Moff Gideon. Oh, let's see. That might be coming up. Uh, carbonite business. Oh, you have free time. We dumped your kid at the. Uh, you got to get your ship's got to get repaired, and the kid's getting watched at the school. So we, you know, uh, we're roping you into something, buddy. And first Mando thinks about it, but he says, we could use your help. Uh, help how? Cardoon fires up this Navarro map, uh, green zone, totally safe. Uh, but then we got this red thing down here, old Imperial base. It was when Moff Gideon, that's where the troops came from. Been here since the Imperial expansion. No, almost, it's not abandoned, but there's not many people in there, but it's got stuff we got to get rid of. Uh, and uh, Mando says, yeah, what, do you want me to go in there? And uh, Grief says, yeah, I want him off my planet. Uh, we take out that base, Navarro could be completely safe. Trade anchor for the sector. Cardoon says in the planet would be free. And, of course, Mando thinks about it. He says, what are we looking at? Uh, then we have a land speeder, uh, four, you know, four jets. They shoot across into a gray canyon. Bases got a reactor. We just got to cut off the coolant and blow it up. Uh, keep the speeder running. We, we see uh, Mithril's driving. It's a cliff base, uh, which is always interesting. I don't know if it's built into the cliff, obviously, so that things can take off and stuff. But so it's hidden. I mean, it has a high ground, and it's in the middle of a canyon in the middle of nowhere. But uh, then Grief Cargus and Mithril have a lot of back and forth about where to park and how long he's got to wait for them. Uh, they pull up. Well, remember, this is like a volcanic planet. Uh, remember that show, Volcanic Planet? I think that was at a, uh, was that a, like, which, that was on one of the extra channels. Uh, 
But they go up to the door, door's busted for the elevator. Not rated, they're a pretty good joke, not rated for uh, lava. Imperial trash. Uh, and then, uh, this is really funny, because uh, he also does that thing. Did you do this where you turn around, like the way you turn around to back up? Uh, uh, Mithril says, all right, hit me up later when you want me to pick you up. I'm headed out. Uh, and Cargus says, uh, park your gills. Uh, and he says, I'm dehydrated. Uh, and then he says, get a flange cutter and you get to work. Uh, and he says, I hate to leave my speeder behind. And then Mando jet packs up. He says, I'll be back. He jets packs up to the base. Uh, sit tight. Lots of talk. Mithril does a lot of rumbling to himself, which is funny. He's trying to get the door open with, you know, bowl cutter. Cara Dune's like, can you pick it up? He goes, look, lady. And she says, well, I'm sorry, you don't talk to me like that. Then uh, they say, dank ferric. Uh, then a, uh, um, what do you call it? Stormtrooper falls asleep. Uh, and they say, let's take the elevator. And uh, Mithril says, no, thanks. And they say, she says, well, the lava tide's going to come in. And he says, okay, but he didn't think about his land speeder. Uh, then we see a long, wide shot of the base. They get off the elevator. Mando's taking care of a couple stormtroopers. He says, I thought this base was empty. And they say, well, kind of empty. Reactor, we just got to drain the cooling again. Uh, that'll be it uh, for the reactor. And they say, look, this is some, Mithril says, look at this old, um, tro- what does he call it? A... I wrote down one thing, but the closed captioning saying something else. What did I say? Uh, mid-century marauder. I thought he said mid-century marauder. Uh, but he says something else. Uh, check this out. Uh, there's some, a lot of wind, good music. Uh, hey, look, Trexler, Mint Trexler Marauder. But I think it's mid-century, because, I don't know, everything's mid-century. You say, what kind of style is that? Okay, the doors, musics, they go through a, a hall with speeder bikes, command calls, security feeds down in the shuttle bay. That's from, like, the command center. Then Cara Dune does a little uh, Vulcan action on the head officer in the control room. He said, check your relay hub. She says, I'll check your relay hub, bub. Uh, caress off, key handy, find, heat shaft, TK-147, mithril use cold cylinder, lava pit, whoa. Right, afraid. so let's see. Yes, yeah, so they find a key, like a key code, what, I don't know what they call it, code tumbler or something. They go in the hall. They're doing some fast walking, access corridor. They dodge a couple stormtroopers. Uh, they say, check it out. TK-147, Section 4. Scan controls unreliable. Send a tech crew. Uh, Mando leads away. Uh, they say, okay, Mithril, slice the door. He says, well, I got the code cylinder. Or Grief Cargo says that. Uh, they open one door. Then they open another door, and they're in the spot they need to be in. 
And they say, whoa. And Grief says, Mithril, you go over there and do it. He says, there's no guardrail. Drain the coolant lines. We'll watch the door. And he goes, I don't like heights, heat, or lava. And like uh, he says, get moving, man. And he has to climb out there. It's like analog buttons. So he starts pushing buttons. Um, then he realizes, oh, I'll use the code cylinder uh, again. They say, come on, hurry up. Uh, analog buttons off. So he shuts it off with the cold cylinder, code cylinder. Clacks and start ringing. 1815, I said to pause it. Let's see what it is. 1808, 1807, 1811. I don't see anything. The collapse start ringing at 1815. Mind running full. Oh, no, okay. This is what happens. Uh, so it's not 1815. They say, all right, the lava's starting to boil. It's actually around 1825. There's another shot with the Mando running full speed down the hall. The second shot, he's not running full speed, but it just was a cool one. You don't really see that often. Of course, all the stormtroopers now are like, oh boy, there's alarms going off. This can't be good. So they they, they see something, they go back another way. Then they go into this room and we, you know, we learned from the other one that the scientists, imperial scientists, wear a certain uniform or science officers. So they go in and they find these two dudes uh, trying to do, like uh, mess up all the hard drives uh, and even try like uh, blastering the hard drives. And they go into this room and there's like all these cha- aqua chambers with uh, uh, fish in them. Uh, and they say, what is this going on here with all these f- fish? Uh, uh, never seen anything like this. Very dis, you know, like, I don't know if I like it. And I thought this was a base. Uh, Cara goes, this isn't military. This is a lab. And she goes, we had a hacked a system. Mithril, do it. Uh, he goes, what about the reactor core? She goes, hack the system, man. Mandalorian says, I don't like this. Mithril hacks the system. Uh, he also has a, com- a comedy move where he says, excuse me, to one of the former scientists. Uh, uh, the scientist from that worked for Werner shows up, uh, Dr. Pershing. He says, yeah, we tried, but the experiments aren't working. It was promising, but then now it's not working anymore. And we're out of juice. Uh, we're not going to find any other thing with more, um, you know, superfoods. Uh, so unless we have a volunteer that has, like, more superfood juice, because uh, we can't do anything. We've exhausted everything. You know, it's just a kid. So that also oh, is so, so cute. You could only test how much, you know. And uh, he says that these computer, you know, if we want to continue, we got to get the child back. I won't disappoint you, Moff Gideon. Don't worry about it. Mando says this has got to be old because Moff, Moff Gideon's out. I crashed his ex or uh, TIE fighter. And Mithril goes, it's three days old. Uh, sorted it by, you know, time. And they see Mando says, hmm. 
So does Grief Gargus. Uh, Gideon's alive. Then some stormtroopers show up. And we have a bit of a showdown. Uh, which, you know, is natural, fun. Same dude with Werner. IRM count, exhausted supply, child, a small, small access to donor, Moff Gideon, three days old. Stormtroopers, Mando says, I got to go get the kid. So they say, okay, let's split up. Uh, so he jetpacks off. Uh, Dune, Cargus, and Mithril, they go another way. They have to deal with a lot of stormtroopers playing laser tag. Mando is definitely highly effective in his moves. He uh, he heads back the way they came. Uh, Cardoon and uh, Grief work well as a team with Mithron back up. Mando shoots into the lava shaft, flies up it. And uh, if you're a stormtrooper, you see a Mandalorian just to run for your run. I mean, that's all I could tell you because uh, does not work out. They almost shut down the um, thing. Like, that's the one thing I noticed because they head to the controls. Amanda gets to the top of the base. Uh, the stormtroopers are still trying to figure out uh, that Mando takes off with his jetpack. Then uh, Team 2, they have uh, Mithril open a door. They get out to, like, the landing bay where they saw the mid-century tank. Uh, but then the elevator door opens with a bunch of stormtroopers. They're pinned down like behind some cargo and uh let's see we're okay we're pinned down cardoon says what do you know there's a mid-century tank over there mid-century marauder and she runs for it cover me she gets in starts that thing up she says come on come on sweet baby or baby girl she says let's see what you can do starts the engine and uh, pulls up, blocks uh, uh, the way so Cargus and uh, Mithril can get in. Let's move. What are you waiting for? An invitation? Go, go, go. Uh, they get on board. Uh, she closes up the door. They try to go one way, but the door is closed, so they can't go that way. So she does like a three, uh, no, 180, I guess, not a 360. And she goes to the stormtroopers, get out of the way. She jumps and does this big jump, uh, which was super cool. Except that they land on, and then there's like, there's very much like a movie where they're like, whoa, that kind of thing. And they land on Mithril's land speeder, unfortunately. So that doesn't work out for him. He's a little, that was my speeder. And they take off again. Uh, one of the stormtroopers looks, and then, uh, I don't know how many, five or six, uh, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, what are those things called? How come I can't remember? Some speeder, uh, speeder bikes. They had out, but uh, it's a couple of people must have been their first day on a speeder bike because they said, what, what is the, like, uh, why did you take a job as a speeder bike pilot if you can't ride a speeder bike? Which is a common thing. But these two, two of them crash uh, before they've even gotten off the base property. And I just would say to myself, like, uh, 
I don't know. I guess uh, I thought I had a joke for it, but I don't. Well, I had a question about it, like, uh, two down on the side, get out. Uh, oh, so then they try chasing it. Uh, so there's three that make it. And then Grief Cargus hops on the um, defensive system, uses the defensive system right away to defend against one of them. And one down. Then the two of them do a split move. They each go up the side of the um, mid-century marauder. Well, that should be a name of a wrestler, the mid-century marauder. I guess they'd say that for a boxer, like Sparta, they lead up. The mid-century marauder, the tank of, uh, from, t- 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 you know, whatever. Uh, one of the um, speeder bike people climb on the, uh, on the, uh, Marauder. The other one gets too close to the side, and Kara takes him out. And so the one is on the top, uh, and he says, "I'm just going to leave a little present for you, Grief." Uh, and uh, like uh, Grief says, "No, I have defensive systems trained on you." And he laughs, and he says, "Great news, we're free." But we see four Tie Fighters take off, and also the base. The first time I watched it, I did not notice the base went bye bye. But, uh, and I said, oh, did the base make it? And someone corrected me, my daughter. She said, no, the base went bye-bye. So they say, we did it. We're headed home. But then the TIE fighters, four TIE fighters come in after the mid-century marauder, which is, you know, not good. And uh, so then Grief says, okay, let me try to defend against these. Take evasive. I got it. And they're going as fast as they can, but you know, these, uh, TIE fighting pilots, they start adjusting their dials and stuff, uh, and Grief's got readouts like an 8-bit video game, so he's trying, and he's trying, he's, like, really stressed, uh, and they're trying to get him, uh, Caradoon's just going side to side. Luckily, I guess because of the canyon, they can't all... Like, they got to be lined up. Only one of them can really take the lead of the TIE fighters. They say, what are you doing back there? And he says, you want to do something? Be my guest. Uh, let the magic do the rest. And he says, can't you go any faster? And she's trying to beg this thing on, ch- changing gears and stuff. And they're going through this canyon, pretty sweet. Uh, one of the TIE fighters gets a lock the exact same time. But Grief gets it first, but then that takes out the defensive systems while it lands kind of on the Marauder, and Grief falls down. And they're almost there, but they still have three TIE fighters on them. So they say, oh boy, hurry, we're almost there. But then they're in this open plain, and right when they get a lock, uh, right when all hope seems lost, Deus... uh, not even Mando as in N Machina, Mando in a machine comes, uh, and he takes out one, the one that had the lock on them w- w- in the Razor Crest. Uh, everybody says, Yippee, and the kids on board eating macaroons. Uh, Mando says, You got that kid? You see that? Then they have to chase one, and it's like a roller coaster, and Oso is loving the action. I mean, I think maybe we'll look back on the season and say, oh, so we've got to experience Oso's childhood, finally. And so the Mando's chasing one of the TIE fighters, high altitude. 
oh so still eating i wonder if disney would let you eat on board like that uh and mando takes out one tie fighter oh so cheers it's so cute really holy moly and he then he does this cool flip move uh high altitude flip uh with the brakes then does a spin move into the other tie fighter to dodge it uh he just has the pilot out class and so mando's cool as cucumber and uh he wins that battle looks great too and then Grief is watching through Binox and saying, yippee-yay. Even Mithril's like uh, doing like fist pumps. And he says, not too bad, kid, huh? And then Oso barfs. Uh, could use, Oso could use a relief band. Uh, and Mando says, oh boy. So, uh, so I, could, I could, I mean, I, other than like the skills and the devastatingly, you know, the ability to wear a helmet at all times, being handsome under your helmet like Pedro Pascal. Uh, you know, all the, all, all, all the skills, uh, attitude wise, me and Mandalorian are somewhat similar in the fact that he's grouchy like I am sometimes. And he says, oh boy. But yeah, so Oso throws up a macroon, blue macroon poop, puke, not poop. Uh, still has one left though. And no, again, there's just a perfect balance of comedy. He says, oh boy. Calls grief. Uh, they say, good flying, man. He grabs a, he's trying to clean him and fly. He's wiping him down. We'll call it even. Don't you want to stop for a drink? Uh, sorry, I have some onboard maintenance I got to take care of. Uh, then I got to hit, hit the road before Gideon. And they say, good luck, my friend, flying. Then there's a, a wipe. Uh, uh, like a screen wipe to show some time passed, and we see two X-Wings uh, in, in Navarro, town proper. And one of the officers is in, 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 uh, in, uh, interviewing Grief Cargus, and he says, so what happened again? The Razor Crest left, the base blew up. Uh, uh, remember anything else? He goes, no. Well, okay, so what time did the Razor Crest leave? And he's grief says, what do you mean, ra- Razor who? And they go, we got it on the transponder lock. He goes, those things are dysfunctional. Control droids, you know? This isn't Coruscant, man. And they go, do you have anything else to add? He goes, uh, nothing that I can think of, officer. But if something comes to mind, I'll let you know. I'll send you a gram. And I, I love that. Uh, and they says, can you hit the, okay, meeting's done. So the officer leaves, uh, Mithril's looking very inquirous, uh, Grief says, what do you want? Uh, Cara Dune's outside. So he rolls up, the officer rolls up on her. She's with her Ricky Ticky Tavi. She goes, this is a Ricky Ticky Tavi. And he goes, you've done a great job here. And I heard you're quite a soldier. We could really use your help. Uh, and she goes, I'm not a joiner, Blue. And he goes, too bad. Well, uh, he goes, there's something going on out here, though. They don't believe it in the core, but I know there's too many. These aren't isolated incidents. Someone's up to something. But we need some local support. And uh, he goes, I heard you're from Alderaan. And he goes, I served during Alderaan. She gets a pained look on her face. Uh, 
And he goes, did you lose anyone? She goes, oh, uh, hello, Alderaan, uh, Alderaan, everybody, everybody that was on planet. Uh, and he says, yeah, I know it's, um, uh, I misspoke, but I'm sorry. And then he leaves or something, which I did have to wait and to find out later is a badge. Uh, like, so she's actually like officially the, officially the marshal now, I think. Uh, but she has a pained look. She doesn't even pick it up right away. Uh, and she goes, you got a badge for my mongoose too? Cause my mongoose says, you know, it's going to have to do a lot of d- defensive work, uh, but he walks off. Then we see, uh, like an Imperial Star Destroyer type ship, a, a different model than we've seen, than I've seen before. It's flying overhead. Uh, it's got those big, you know, and then we, uh, and, uh, then we see an Imperial officer looks familiar. I, c- I didn't have a chance to figure out who this was. Uh, and they're talking to someone familiar from earlier and who says the device is planted, uh, Say, great, you'll be rewarded. Uh, then we see people walking. Uh, the officer walks uh, towards ba- towards another room, hits a button, some big doors open, and there's Moff Gideon in steam, man. And there's all these, like, uh, uh, suits. She goes, beacons on the Razor Crest, boss. And he goes, do you, does he have the asset? And he goes, she goes, yeah. Uh, and he goes, okay, then we'll be ready. And the officer nods their head. Moff Gideon smiles and then looks at one of these giant suits of, uh, I don't know, some sort of super soldier suit or something. I don't know. And then we see that there's a lot of them, like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, probably 24. And the episode ends directed by Carl Weathers. First uh, plate is a mid-century marauder getting chased. Uh, Second plate is the fish tanks in the lab. Uh, Third plate is Mando flying over the base in the sky. Fourth plate is uh, Cara Dune and Grief Cargus just chilling. Oh, Mando's talking to them. Uh, next plate is, uh, the classroom. That's plate five. Mando's watching class. Six is a bridge of, uh, Imperial ship. Probably Moff. Uh, then Dusk in Navarro town. Uh, plate seven. Plate eight is, uh, the pet shop, uh, and some effects we didn't even see in the pet shop. Uh, Mongoose with superpowers. Uh, then the base at dusk, that's uh, number nine. Number 10 is a little bit closer of the base with the mid-century marauder. And 11 is uh, Oso and the cookies. The cookies are different in the um, initial thing. And Oso doesn't look, Oso already looks like Oso has his tummy ache. And the episode ends. So another enjoyable, really enjoyable episode, I thought. Uh, uh, but we'll have Wendy Marshrap here for just a few minutes uh, to talk about some other Star Wars-related stuff. Uh, Wendy, take it away. Hey, everyone. My name's Wendy Marshtrap. Not win- Wendy like the wind. Wendy Marshtrap. And I'm here on behalf of Sleep With Me uh, to help finish up, uh, your, you know, putting you to sleep like Scooter says. 
and I work for the show. Now, somehow they forgot to contact me for the first few episodes, and I listened to them, and I said, uh, Scooter, did you forgive me? Wendy Marstrap, my do-back Dewey. We're, we were on the podcast last year. You also forgot about We've also been on your May the 4th, the Force Be With You episodes. Did you forget us? And Scooter said, oh, no, no, I was building up listener anticipation for your appearance so they'd be ready for you, Wendy. So I'm a resident of Star Wars. Uh, I mean, the, to you, the, 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 from your world, you know, I am a, the, by the magic of, of the fan fiction fantasy machine. You know, I'm from a time long, long ago and far, far away, but I'm able to be here with you to give you information. Now, traditionally, I used to, uh, I, now, like, traditionally, I pro- provide you, oh, what's a do-back? It's a bit like a dinosaur, uh, people say. Uh, but I usually do talk about regions you could visit, kind of like a travel planner. But this year, for Scooter said, "Well, let's keep the tra- let's just talk about some Star Wars facts from Wikipedia that may or may not be facts, Wendy, and uh, you could do that." And we've talked about Tatooine before, but Scooter wanted me to start off with that. And it's a desert planet, uh, in, uh, it, it's been referred to in the historical films all the way back to the original Star Wars, home of uh, Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker. Uh, it's located in the outer rim. It orbits a pair of binary G-type stars, Tattoo 1 and Tattoo 2. Tattoo 2, I like saying that, uh, it has uh, indigenous life forms such as Womp Rat, Bantha, Sarlacc, Crate Dragon that are adapted to the climate. And its proximity to the suns make life difficult, uh, but it, it's located near key hyperspace routes, making it a, you know, a haven for smugglers and other folks. Uh, there's also debris from uh, shipwrecks and scavenging, sandworm issues, which make it uh, tough to be a nomad. Uh, there has been a uh, an imperial presence uh, uh, because, and they also use supplied water because that, that that's always a tough to come by here. You know, we have moisture farmers, and some people live in subterranean dwellings, and we have indoor crops to supply supply food. There is some springs out there in the badlands of Beggars Canyon, and that's what the Tuscan Raiders uh, like to do. The huts. Uh, a family of, uh, 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 they, they run the, uh, underground world, uh, and could, because we've been out of the, we were for a long time out of the reach of the Galactic Republic. Uh, let's see, what else would you want to know? Well, oh, Mas Pelgo was known as Freetown. It's a town in the northern hemisphere of Tatooine. And that came up on, uh, uh, the, one of the episodes of uh, Mandalorian. Uh, there's two spaceports, uh, Mos Eisley, that's the biggest city, bustling spaceport, active underworld, wretched hive of scum and villainy, once referred to, it has the cantina. There's also Mos Espa, which is where the Boonta Eve class, you know what I watched with Scooter, there was something about the Boonta Eve podcast race from Starkid, it was so fun. It was very funny. Uh, I didn't. They didn't do me though. Uh, that was where Annie, Anakin Skywalker or Annie. Uh, 
So that's a little bit about Tatooine. It's mostly a desert environment. Uh, it has the Dune Sea and the Great Pit of Krakoon. Uh, so that's a, that's a little bit about that. What about Jawas? And now Scooter said, people don't know everything about Jawas. They're, uh, they inhabit the desert planet Tatooine, work as scavengers and tinkerers. They pick up broken machinery and fix it for sale. According to legend, they're bald and pale, and that's why they wear red or brown cloaks. Uh, and only their glowing eyes are visible. They use uh, long abandoned mining sand crawlers uh, to get around, and they can ha- house family units as well as store cargo. And they split up b- between working on board and off board. Uh, they're one meter to 1.5 meters tall. That's three to five feet for those of you in the U.S. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, I mean, you, you could learn more or you could watch an episode and uh, see more. Now, Crate Dragon is, this is really short. Uh, oh, oh, so sorry, Dubacks, as Scooter said. But don't forget about Dubacks. Uh, so Dubac is an also native to Tatooine, and that's my best friend Dewey. Dewey the Dubac. Uh, and someone said, does Dewey Doop? Uh, Scooter said that, and I said, uh, I don't understand what you mean. I'm from a land far ago, long ago and far, far away. But dubacks are commonly a beast of burden. You've seen them in the movies before. They're like a like an L-I-Z-A-R-D version of a bantha in some sense, but longer, smoother, sleeker. They move slowly at night because, you know, they, they, uh, uh, but they can go at a brisk pace for short distances. The empires use them. They make great, if you, you know, well, Dewey makes a great friend. I can't speak for every Dewback, uh, but I can speak for, uh, for Dewey. Crate dragons are, uh, also from plat- native to plat- planet of Tatooine. They have a multi-chambered digestive tract. Uh, that's how mineral deposits known as crate dragon pearls, uh, can become, uh, like, uh, grow in there or form, I guess. There's a there's a canyon crate dragon and the greater crate dragon. Canyon ones live in can, can, rocky caves and canyons and uh, are safari ranges. They're the smallest of the crate subspecies. Uh, yellow brown camouflage skin, five horns, uh, crown ridge, uh, dermal bone plates, uh, and a tail. They usually uh, they're part of the circle of life with womp rats and lone banthas. Then you have the greater great dragons, which are rare, but we saw one up to 100 meters in length, uh, 10 legs, blue scales. They love banthas, but they can, you know, they've been, you know, they've had other things to snack on. So that's great dragon. And then Tuscan raiders, uh, uh, or uh, like, uh, is it like the, the sand people? Because you say, well, why are you calling them a raider? They, like, that sounds very empire based. But they're nomadic, they live on Tatooine. Uh, there's a lot of legends about them that aren't necessarily true. Uh, but they are, you know, they have to, they have a hardy life out there on the desert. Uh, 
And they do even search for crate dragons as part of the, their uh, adult journey to adulthood. Uh, the most revered member of the Tuscan clan is the uh, storyteller who knows the life story of every member. And that's word for word. So that wouldn't be as what Scooter would be into. Uh, and we, you know, get to see a lot more of their, their, their more, uh, like, uh, mammalian side in this episode where before this, we were, they were just d- 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 depicted as, uh, in, you know, from, from a very limited perspective. And finally we'll cover Bantha's, uh, now for some reason there's a, an extent, I mean, I don't like someone really took time on this, uh. This Wikipedia article about Banthas, it is long, and it talks about everything, even uh, how they've been in movies before. Uh, they're, they're said to be favored among fans. Uh, there was even a Bantha puppet at the New, York, uh, New York's uh, Village Halloween Parade at one point. Let's see what facts I could give you without having to go too deep into this one. So how come dewbacks don't have as much? Well, I mean, I guess banthas are cute. They have lips and horns. They're also a beast of burden uh, used by uh, Tuscans on Tatooine. Uh, you know, one of the first uh, non-human like type characters introduced in uh, the, the, the Star Wars uh, fictional rendition of Life in My World. Uh, they were originally portrayed by Asian, an Asian elephant, uh, from Marine World. And it was filmed in, uh, Death Valley. This is a fictional version. The Elephant's Gate also served as a mo- model for the movement of Adat Walkers. Uh, biology. They're large quadrupeds, mammals, thick hair, furry tails, spiraling horns. A bit like a, your bighorn sheep, horn-wise, uh, or muskox. Uh, let's see. They uh, eight to two, ten meters in height, or eight to ten meters in height. I don't know if that means length. Breathe oxygen. Live up to a hundred years. Uh, gestation period of thirty months. They become adults around twenty year, twenty years of age. And they can weigh up to 8,800 or 4,000 kilograms. Uh, they're strong, can fi- carry up to 500 kilograms or five uh, passengers. Now, this says that their planet of origin is unknown, but I, previously I heard that they were uh, indigenous, to, to, so I don't know. They're often associated with Tatooine, but they can be found in many other worlds from deserts to tundra. Because their uh, fur keeps out excess cold or heat. And that's a little bit about Banthas. So I hope you could picture a fuzzy, furry Bantha smiling at you and saying, Good job. Uh, good job. Good job. From, and you know who else is smiling and saying good job? And it's okay. Dewey, Dewey was here to keep you company too, just like Scooter will be. My friend Dewey the Dewback smiling at you too. So good night. From Tatooine, from all of us at Tatooine, to all of you everywhere, particularly you, from me and Dewey the Dewback, good night. All right, I want to thank everybody who reviewed the show over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, BD, Ram, BD, BD Ram says, loves the podcast, Scooter's a Dream. 
Carrie Ann, 70, love it. Uh, it does, he's right, it does take two or three times after that's amazing. So worth it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, they're a big fan of uh, Big Farm in the Sky, P.I. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, we, I don't know when the next time we'll do a season of that is. One day we will, though. Uh, sepia Giraffe, uh, Scooter Saves Me from My Insomnia. To treat through the years, help with my chronic insomnia. I've made it a bit better. Keeps me company, puts me to sleep. Uh, known about this, listen on and off for years. I remember listening the first time and falling in love with the podcast. I've had chronic insomnia for a long time. If you do, go to your doctor and take care of yourself. However, sometimes it can be lonely, and uh, almost no one I know is awake. Uh, totally understand that. Even when Scooter doesn't allow me to sleep. This is really the heart of the podcast here, these kind of reviews. He's there to keep me company with his not-so-wild stories. Uh, my favorite episode is when he talked about salad for an hour. More often than not, I'm busy focusing on his stories, and then I fall that I fall asleep quickly. However, I've made it to the end of an episode, and it feels makes me feel less alone. Uh, it definitely puts me to sleep more often than not. Uh, even better is having a buddy to stay awake with if I can't sleep. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Uh, that's really a thing. Guy D with about a lot of ones. Amazing scooter helps me sleep. Uh, never get through an episode. Uh, I support that Scooter supports the members of his community and that the fact that Black Lives Matter and that helps create a safe place for me. Uh, I actually really value that in the podcast. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, then J- Jackie says, this podcast is supposed to help you sleep. One, two, three, four, five question marks. No way. Is this a joke? Uh, thoroughly confused. So that's like where you say, yeah, that's a Jackie's like exactly right. Definitely not for her. Sounds like Jackie sleep whispers because Jackie said it's a little too loud. So maybe sleep whispers is perfect for you. Uh, Brookie AM says amazing. Puts me late, right to sleep. Uh, Caitlin, Caitlin says uh, thumbs up, thumbs up, five stars. Never heard the end of the podcast. I started listening earlier before going to bed. And... Uh, uh, that's a ringing, and then I would fall asleep. Uh, that's a ringing endorsement in my book. The all intro episodes are my favorites. Uh, Jay, Jay Lane says that the ads are growing to 35 minutes, which just is not true. Um, cause we only have a certain number of ad spots where there could be ads, uh, but they feel that way. So, uh, they stopped listening, I guess. Uh, and M Taylor 10 says, so helpful, love for five stars. Thank you. And then SLV sleep changer cuts to racing thoughts to keep me up. Uh, great for getting my mind off of uh, stuff that would wake me up, helps me get back to sleep. It creates a familiar, safe place, uh, wherever and whenever I'm trying to get to sleep. Scooter's voice is untraditionally soothing. Took me an episode or two. Thanks, Scooter. Uh, oh, and then they say, yeah, people, some people say this stuff is controversial, but, uh, it's just his way of welcoming everybody. So thanks for that. Thanks everybody for taking the time to review the show over on uh, Apple podcasts. And let me just see the other things you can check here. Still our friends, uh, from We Fix Space Junk, the last people to write a review on Pod, uh, Podchaser. So, yeah, thanks, everybody. Sleeping with this is a free podcast because if you'll support the show directly or support our sponsors, it's just uh, rea- the reality of the show so I can be here for you. So I appreciate those people that do that. 
and not everybody has to. That's a nice thing. Uh, so we just need the people that uh, want to support the show uh, and that feel that uh, to support it. And then a free way to support the show is to spread the word, let people know about it. I really appreciate that. And uh, I think that's it. Um, yeah. Um, uh, here's uh, something else before I took in. I want you to know about Good night. All right, everybody, this is Scooter. This is a Weeks in Review, and uh, this is where I run through uh, my Weeks in Review stuff, uh, what, what was on Sleep With Me Plus in the past month, uh, and what you can expect to see on uh, in the public feed, uh, too. Now, I have, uh, if, you're, if, you, if you sign up for Sleep With Me Plus or you're already signed up for Sleep With Me Plus, I highly recommend using a podcast app that allows search within the feeds, but using just one podcast app for um, Sleep With Me Plus content only, then keeping your other podcasts, your daytime podcasts, and whatever app you use now. And I would just check out a couple podcast apps you could choose from on uh, Apple are uh, Overcasts, iCatcher, Pocket Casts, and on Android you could try out Pocket Casts or Podcast Addict, uh, for this example, I have the only thing I have in the, my app is uh, the, uh, the. I think this is the dent. I think this is the Boar Friends level. I have four podcasts: uh, the ad-free full episodes, the story-only episodes. And nothing in Sleeping Me Plus has ads except for the really old episodes in the archives. We got the story-only uh, versions of the show, the all-intro, all-night versions of the show, and then the bonus episodes. So let's start with the bonus episodes, actually. So Saturday, a new Posty episode came out. It was uh, one that uh, Russell loved, and uh, uh, that came out. And that's in the bonus feed. You know, some people like listening to the Posty Super Deluxe episodes during the day. Some people sleep to them. And, uh, yeah, so that one is in the bonus feed. And then it uh, looks like we got a bonus coming out for uh, Boar Besties and Boar Friends on Thursday of this week, which is April 15th when I'm recording this. Uh, and then we have uh, another Posty Super Deluxe came out uh, a couple weeks ago. That was a picnic lunch with Scooter. And that's in the bonus feed, and that makes just so much easier for those of you uh, that don't like automate your playlist or anything, just to kind of build and choose how you want to listen. Let's pop into all intro, all night episodes. I know an all intro episode is coming out this Thursday. Uh, last Thursday was uh, Make Great Pets season one part two, almost six hours. It's uh, it's about the max length we can get and have a good file size. Uh, so that was like uh, seven episodes of Make Great Pets. Uh, April 3rd, all intro episode came out. Um, and then uh, we had uh, March is that bonus episode. So there was another all intro episode. So that's in the all intro all night feed. And again, like so much easier, like these all intros. Uh, is that what everything that's in there? 277 episodes uh, split between all. In- so if you love all intros, I bet 200 of those are all intros, maybe even more. And then in the store, both in the story only episode feed and then in the all ad free feed, 
Let's run through the new episodes. Bring It On week started uh, last week. So we had uh, 1254 was a first watch along where I watched uh, a part, half, half of the movie Bring It On. Wednesday uh, was 1253, Ben Broughton, The Cran Rambler. That was one of those episodes that had an intro that I said I should make an episode based on this intro. Went to make an episode based on the intro, and it went in an even another direction of uh, what if there was an RPG game based on the movie Bring It On, which led me to figure out I never watched Bring It On. Let me learn more than I ended up watching Bring It On. Then April 7th was uh, our uh, Alba Savalix, uh, like, we're getting ready, uh, big announcement if I haven't made it anywhere. We're going to do three seasons of a crossover with Alba Salix. Uh, so um, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, that, that's uh, something uh, we're looking forward to doing. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that was uh, episode one of that. Um, or that was the one we did originally. Then uh, 1252 was uh, the finale of the Great British Bake Off. Uh, and episode 10... Uh, then uh, Multiplex 5, uh, Tiki Transistor Hut, that was a good one. 1250, one of my favorite episodes probably in the past few years, a Wildy Wonka tour that came out of like uh, some news articles about the experience. And I said, this has got to be an episode. And that will be a series, I mean like a recurring thing. Uh, then uh, Great British Bake Off, uh, episode 9, Patissier. And Multiplex episode four, and then we're back to our last audio news. So it's everything. And again, if you ever need support, support at supercast.com is there to help you. Though if you're listening to this episode, I'm assuming um, you're not like uh, you, you don't need support. But if you do, and the, and the other thing is like, yeah, these uh, this is my main way to communicate. I learned this on Patreon. Most people just don't read their emails from Supercast or from me, or and most people aren't on our Discord or follow our social media. And so these uh, messages are how the majority of supporters get their information. I do do it in a sleepy voice because there's like, I put it in the, at the end of the free show too. But um, yeah, like... Uh, this is a kind of key way, but these episodes are easy to skip, especially if you're just using one podcast app, right, uh, and building your playlists uh, from that podcast app. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for uh, supporting the show. Reach out if you have any feedback. Feedback at sleepingmepodcast.com. If you need support, support at uh, supercast.com. And uh, good night.